York. He's in New York. I could probably if find him. If you're listening, you should really make the really good dinosaur movie. You know what I'm saying? The really good dinosaur. Yeah. There you um, go. Let's see. What's the opposite of Ice Age, right? Oh, yeah. Stone Age. Global Warning 3. But the, the squirrel is after the, uh, the, the walnut. I heard a comedian, and I'm doing it to Carl, uh, who's here on Muni Radio, and said there were so many Ice Age movies. The most recent one took place during the present day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Might have been Land Before Time. A dinosaur movie taking place in the current day. It would be like an alligator. Uh, it would be birds, right? Wasn't there an alligator, uh, a modern-day dinosaur movie? Oh, the Jurassic Park, I guess. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Now, he's uh, blue, who has his blue balls, is discovering that <laughs> uh, Purple wants to go to the circus. So he's like, I'll get tickets. Really? I've never been. You should go. Uh, I should take you. Huh? Uh, you? Yeah, I'll buy the ticket, and uh, we should go together. I like this movie. Uh, I don't know, Creeper. Most movies have like sound music playing behind the scenes, but not this one. Mm-hmm. Well, you just heard the bass line, right? That one? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the one. Okay, there. Uh, this uh, Diesel has been running them out of business, and now here's the banker with the big, you know, like bad news and. Uh, sure. Listen, about this month's loan payment. Da-da-da-da, see? So he's feeling the pressure. They really should have got John Mulaney to do this. I don't think they'd have the credit. You think John Mulaney would have done it? No, of course not. I mean, I don't know him personally. Maybe a paycheck's a paycheck, but no, somehow I don't think you would have I don't done think it. a paycheck from these guys is going to be worth that much. I don't think Sparkplug's going to be like, here's 50000 Well, Trixie from Speed Racer did it. Trixie from Speed Racer? Oh, yeah, she... <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, I didn't Ooh. realize. Oh, all right. Pardon, oh, oh, Trixie from Speed Racer, eh? The original, no less. <laughs> Yeah, the original. Do you think, like, during the brace, he's like, I should have been Rocky the Squirrel. Fucking June Foray took my <laughs> shit. That sounds right. Yeah. Oh, no, she's talking about June Foray again. Fucking oh, Smurfette could think kiss that, my ass. Um, like you were saying last show, I, kids won't get, I don't know, kids, but, you know, a 25-year-old, these references, Bullwinkle, what's that, you know? It's a float in the parade on Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, it was a movie starring uh, Robert De Niro and uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Uh Uh-huh, Bullwinkle. You ever see that live-action Bullwinkle? Yeah, it was terrible. I was in Chicago when they were filming that, and we were on this boat uh, going through those canals they have there, and we had to stop and wait for 40 minutes as they launched. Remember the car launches over the water? Among many things, yes. Yeah, so we, we 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 didn't even get to see it. It was like around the corner. Did you we see had Bullwinkle? to wait while they filmed that. What's scene. Bullwinkle like? Was he nice? In person? Your, yeah, in person. Did he signed your autograph. He snubbed me. He snubbed me. I Fuck don't know. Goodness. He turns up his nose, and all you see is that weird mouth he has. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
And his pal, man, what a drug addict. (laughs) That's really true. Being his friend was really a moose steak. (laughs) He's a junkie, too. He's like, hey, Rocky, watch me pull a clean needle out of my hat. (laughs) You know, nobody will be getting what we're talking about. Even the live-action film we reference, people won't know. That live-action film consisted of, like, Whoopi Goldberg going, you're you're the moose. I loved your show growing up. I mean, that was the actual dialogue. Everyone recognized. Yeah. It was that uh, fearless leader wanted to make shitty bad entertainment on TV that idiots will like. And Rocky and Bullwinkle. It was a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, it was for little kids. I think it, I think some of it. Like I I tried to watch it in earnest. I mean, I thought it, I was very excited. There was a live action Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, me too. I went to it, and it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, I think that De Niro played Boris. No, he played uh, Fearless Leader. Oh, okay. It was Jason well, Alexander. Was in the... Okay, wait. I have to tell you, now the turtle is in the car. Oh. The tur- yeah. He's inside of her. <laughs> so that little head. subplot, she's finally figured out how to jump sp- the ramp successfully, and now the turtle goes for a ride every time. The tortoise, I should say. Turtles are in water, and tortoise... Uh-oh, Pop is here. Oh, finally. Well, Diesel is on a one-car crime spree. I'm here to investigate complaints of watered-down gas. That must be an Italian car. So many customers. So, I didn't tell you a little plot point earlier. When Sparky was in the employ of the father, he was always coming up with little ideas like uh, webcams, so that people would know if the station was full or closed, right? So in the middle of the night, uh, the little minions of Diesel watered down the gas, and then Diesel whispered in the cop's ear, he's got watered down gas, exactly what she's guilty of. He's testing the water now, uh, testing the gas now, and and confirms that uh, our hero, the dad, Fender, he gets booted. Oh, the cops put a boot on him? Degrading, yeah. Degrading. So he's getting, accu- you know, accused of the crime that she commits. Uh, she's a complex villain, and she's good. And uh, Michael Schlepp. Michael Schlepp. <laughs> this, ev- this movie is evidence. You're bigger <laughs> than this, man. You can do it. Here's the movie. You, you, it's you called branch out on your own. Rosen 2. Release at the same time Frozen 2 comes out. Listen to me, Michael Slap. Yeah, right. It could be like... uh, There's Roses, and it's the second time you made this. Frozen 2. Not Frozen. Like, what would it be? Like, lukewarm? No, like... uh, (laughs) Ice cold. Really cold. Yeah, right. Really cold. Really cold, too. 32 degrees, too. Okay, so now... Car's going to get rejected. Dash might be coming on Friday. Let's go Saturday. I'll just exchange the... No, I get it. Here, take the ticket. Go with Dash. Or not. Whatever. Good one. I'm proud of you. Yeah, he was a little prat. He's not going to put up with that. Oh, I would have handled it much differently. I would have said, I'm taking these circus tickets... And a couple of prostitutes, and we're going to the circus. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that ticket back. Prostitutes like circuses. You should know. 
They do because there's prostitution rings, circus yeah. rings. Circus rings, prostitution rings. So the bank is going to like foreclose and she's going to get the property and she's knocking down the – okay, so now uh, Sparky is letting it be known that he's got them on tape watering down the gas. She's busted. Okay. This is the last straw. Calling the cops. You Can you get it? You get the joke. Yeah, because nine one one is a joke. I know who watered down my gas. Nine one one is a joke. <laughs> See, what's funny is it is a literal callback. <laughs> Right. When it takes uh, I did that in an open mic set. Uh, the joke didn't really. I I, I, I was telling my jokes, and then I said I called my wife, but I got her voicemail, so I left a message. And then I went on with my jokes, and then later in the set, I said my wife um, called me back, and then I go, "That's the callback." <laughs> Some people chuckled, but it didn't. It was a callback to it your died. first joke when you called your wife. Yeah. yeah. Right, which wasn't a joke. It was just a call, and then I got a call back, and then I say that was a call back, and uh, people were just, I don't know. I appreciate I appreciate your humor, Carl. It's keeping me awake right now. <laughs> oh, look There's at you jerking off. There's been 8 million jokes that have died at the open mic. Oh, my God. Every week I write five minutes and, like, three work. You know, so you keep them in the bucket, but uh, there's so many jokes that have not worked. My the worst God. is like you try a joke out and not only does it not work, but people like remember that joke and you're like, Oh no, don't, no, I tried it. It didn't work. Don't remember it. Yeah, that's right. One time uh, I got a bunch of people together to watch fish burgers. They just happened to be over Tom Kroll's house. And remember that? I don't know if you remember it. You weren't on the show at the time. I, I go to the AP, ATM and it humiliates me because you know, like I, I asked to take out $200 and it's like, uh, you need to get a job. Yeah, no, I, I've seen that. This is, we're referring to a uh, public access television show shot in New Jersey 20 years ago. Yeah, I remember that. But I mean, the, the, that show had like Saddam Hussein fighting the Terminator. And I mean, there were a million great bits in that Fishburgers episode. But the, Tom Kroll's friends, every time they see me, they go, hey, yeah, I can relate to that ATM trip. That's the lamest joke. That's the lamest. We were playing tennis with like uh, the beach ball, and there was funny stuff that you know. Sunny fell. I I slipped down the stairs in that episode, and uh, don't remember my worst joke. I remember you falling down the stairs. That was pretty funny. And act as if it's the best joke. So this is Diesel is like goading Sparky right now. Well, right now it's one more time he's going to get his pay. And could take a better paying job at one of my other companies. So he goes to get his pay, and it's once again, you owe, you owe, you owe. And he's like, I quit. And she's like, well, you can't quit. You owe me 40 bucks. And so now she's, you know, she's got Sparky by the ball. So she's offering Sparky a job at one of her other companies. It happens to be the circus. And Weird. we're going to we're all, we're leading up to the tragic moment at the circus. This is now, this okay, is now, where this is where uh, Dick Grayson Carr's parents get shot while they were doing, uh, and he becomes Robin. Dick 
Grayson. Right, Dick yeah. Grayson. That was Robin. That was Robin. He uh, was he was an acrobat's son, and he was at the right. circus. But his parents, the Flying Grayson, said, well, we don't want to pay this protection money that you're talking about. We're just good on his acrobats. And Weasley McGee was like, okay, I'm going to cut the rope. <laughs> cut the rope. And That's then there was right. that, that Batman episode where Robin confronts Greasy. I'm going to punch your face in. Robin, don't do it. Come yeah. on, Batman, this is your dream. I know, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of bullshit. And then when that Robin became like Nightwing or whatever, he had to go to the circus and find another Robin or something. I was not a DC guy. I read the Marvel comics. I mean, I bumped into the DC ones and like there would be some, um, you know, how they would release the big books that were compilations of old. That's the ones I catch up with. Right. Well, oh, you catch up, but I would be introduced for the first time, you know. That's how I knew action comics and... Right. Okay, so here they are at the circus, and um, Purple Car has ditched uh, Dash for Blue Ball's car. And the father's there in his boot and everything. Can I I ask you Uh, a question? Yeah. When is this DVD menu going to stop so I can make a selection? Right. I've had enough of this. Can you, take, up. can you take the CD-ROM out of the fucking DVD player, please? So there's the banker. We have all of our casts assembled. Right, all 12 of them. Now we find out that she's bought the circus, and she's not going to have this traditional act that they all love with the spinning cups and everything. She's going to have Sparky and the traditional act, Delilah. Well, you'll see in a minute. Why? It's like a death-defying Why, oh, why? Delilah. Oh, here we go. What? And we're going to have Sparky here suck his own dick. What? What? Whoa. Get out of here. I got to see this. No, I wanted to see Otto Cungunalingus. (laughs) You're going to show me. Otto Felicio. It's a car blowing himself. (laughs) (laughs) Which is something that's possible. Yeah, the Unlike way autoconolingus. I guess you could do autoconolingus. You would just have to be. Very... I don't think you can reach. I mean, uh, I I don't have the right equipment. But okay, so they're on this um, treadmill. Yes. And they have to speed up because if they slow down, they'll go uh, backwards into the jaws of death. Ooh, it's with vertical sideways closers to make it even more intimidating. And so this is what uh, Michael Schlepp has given us, death in a kid's show. Oh, it's more apparel. This is nothing that you haven't seen Penelope go through. It's like those cliffhangers, like those serial movies. Um, you might be right about Penelope because she was, like, tied to the track. Yeah. No, but it... that was live-action... Uh, Silent movie stuff. Uh, Penelope Pit Stop was. Penelope Pit Stop from Wacky Oh, that is what you're talking about? No, I was talking about Perils of. I was was thinking more Perils of Penelope, the old, like, silent movie thrillers. Perils of Perlita. Perils of. Okay, but that wasn't a cartoon. uh, No, it wasn't. But it was the same idea. Like, it was meant for kids. And I don't know if those old timey movies were meant for kids, but they just. They hit the. 
They became part of kids' culture. No, it was well. They did like Channel Nine after uh, Channel Nine. Saturday morning cartoon. Well, they would do like they would say, "Well, it's an old timey movie. It's for kids. It's a silent movie. Silent movies are for kids." And you know, right. So that's why I used to okay. Watch so there's a button that stops the treadmill, and the father is trying to save his son's life. And do you remember that, for no reason, explosive material at the gas station? Yes, you mentioned that. Why? What yeah, does that have so to do with this scene? Michael Schlepp is going to save them from death by doing a massive explosion in a children's movie. Listen, Schlepp, don't listen to Carl. I want to see <laughs> Spider-Stan into the Spider-Stan-verse. Right, Spider-Stan-verse. Okay, so here comes the toxic, explosive chemicals barrel rolling. The gas pump listened to the dad and rolled it. That truck with the chandelier candles, that's the banker? No, the banker's the blue car. That chandelier one I sort of overlooked. He's part of that surfer dude situation. Uh, Now watch, he's going to flick it. But why doesn't it blow up when he's flicking it? That's inexplicable. Those are some strong fins. But right, when they hit the machinery, they it instantly blows up. Boom! Gnarly! Catch Everybody a wave! Saved. Yeah. Well, the kid- I might be wrong about that candelabra car. It might be part of the circus. I wish my brother uh, George was here. Do you think they moved the camera to, for the explosion? Cause it, instead yeah, of- they shook the camera, right? <laughs> yeah, same buddy. <laughs> they were filming the, 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 the monitor screen, and they shook the camera. Uh, hey. Oh, so this is her. She, she's going to get her come up and so. Down, boys. Yeah, she was foiled, but no! now they're tearing it down. Right. They're destroying his 50 year sign. Been up for 50 years. What does she's that even mean? Is it Sonoka? How can they see it in now, the tent? I don't know. Because that was outside. Oh, yeah, there's a little Right, the box. tent was it, was, it was far away, it was a long drive, and then somehow it, it's now next to the gas station. I don't understand that, but... And look, they're chopping up the gas station, like, using violence. Look, he's got a gun. Yeah. Kid show. We're poisoning my gas! Oh, right now he's saying, I'm arresting Diesel, and they're like, for this, for that, for all these crimes. He goes, no, her registration has expired. <laughs> her blink single is broken. Right. Now we're getting our epilogue. I'm playing the cars on this freeway. The Doppler effect. Sorry, I about the bull. Oh, he is a boy, yo. Yeah. Officer Iris now, Gar. the ramp has been opened and Sparky's got his wish. He can now, this car's like, give me your healthy gas. And the gas pump, who I didn't tell you about the setup, he doesn't yeah. want to be alone. Right. They took uh, Diesel's gas pump and now he has a friend, a girlfriend. Oh. So Sparky got his chance to go on the highway because they opened up Route 40, and now he can go like 70 miles per hour, one of his big dreams. And he's going to come back and go, eh, 
it was a little boring. <laughs> oh, now we're now we're gonna see the good kids ramp stuff pay off. Okay, cool. Uh, actually, I learned something new. Oh? Has anyone seen Speedy today? Not yet. Oh, Sparky. Hi, Dad. Oh, did you go? Yep. And? And. Son. See, so now we're having the father-son uh, resolution. I guess you were right about a bunch of stuff, Dad, and I just had to find out for myself. I should have listened to you all along, that kind of thing. All right, I just got my, uh, I just refilled my prescription while on the phone. So this is a, bit, a very uh -huh. productive movie. Very good. Very yeah. good. So getting your to-do list done. Yeah, hey, you could thank my low blood pressure because of this movie. Look at this. How did they even draw it? Where did they get the kids? Where do they have the car? You know, is he holding a crayon? <laughs> so now it's like, would you ride with me? With me until the strap hits to his fart. Oh, zipper. He said fart? It's like a fake wedding thing. Yeah, you know? like, Will dude, you be my partner on the road? Yeah. Until we fart. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird that they know wedding vows or that they fart. I've heard cars backfire. Okay, here's finally the payoff of the ramp. They're going to kick those British claymation cars' ass. Whoa. Is there a turtle in there? No. There should have been. Yeah. A little payoff would hurt. Right, it really, I don't know what you're thinking, Michael Schlepp, but. I know what you're thinking, Michael Schlepp. 1.01 Dalmatians. <laughs> yeah, remember Ten... Disney itself did 105 Dalmatians? Yeah. You're going to make can... a coat. Right, it was a coat and then like, a... oh, here we go. Well, thank you guys, we did it. We talked over a movie. <laughs> Starring Corrine Orr, who was Trixie. Animated by Michael Slepp, name at the bottom. Who? Corvidal. Oh, James Vidal. Yeah, James Vidal, the brother. Background by nobody. By Getty Images. Wow, Carl, we did it. Yeah, we watched, I don't know if you're proud, but you sound proud. I'm not proud. <laughs> What'd you think of that? Oh my God, the end credits are even cheaper than the movie. <laughs> yeah. What'd you think of um, uh, Carl's life too? I think that it shows Michael Schlepp's potential as an independent individual. And uh, I think that this should be his, uh, uh, you know, he should come out of the chrysalis and turn into a butterfly now, I feel. Well, that's a really good. That's a really good point. <laughs> He's been germinating in there for a long time. There's time been so out. many Pixar movies released since this. I have, where's Wall <laughs> F? Uh, <laughs> yeah, where's Wall F? <laughs> good, one. good one. Let's just slip. Keep Not doing what you're doing. Oh, you're thinking of Where Waldo? Uh, what was that movie called? Oh, Wally. -E. Wally. -E. That's right. Wall F. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. There's their movie Brave. We could do like uh, Braver. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, Brave. What? Milan, right? Yeah. Uh, I can't think of what. Milan. It's a girl. Milan. <laughs> wow. We got. We have notes. Michael Schlepp uh, used to talk yeah. to us. Listen, Michael Schlepp. Good job. Good job. This he was keeps a good saying job. That. I mean, it's uh, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, Mike, you come out on your own. I'll support you. Uh, I live right here in Jersey, very close to Manhattan. I will <laughs> get your back, buddy. <laughs> uh, you can do water, man. Well, all right. I am so glad. Yeah, you could come by and do Carl's show about a stream of water as a, is he a <laughs> cop or a private detective? He is. Uh, well, that's the thing. He's a cop. And then the pilot episode, he becomes a superhero. That it's his origin story Ooh. without telling his origin. It's very funny. You have a stream of water going inside a kitchen while smashing up shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, it's all shot. It's in the editing stage right oh, now. Oh, I'm really excited. I'm excited. And I did, I did the voiceover stuff. And oh yeah, you're. Uh, people say you're regular forward. Michael Schlepp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So moving forward, uh, next week's movie. I would like to do this film. Uh, I don't have a trailer, but I have a three-minute clip from Warner Archives. It's a movie from 1980 called Simon. Okay, 1980. Yeah, Simon. Simon. Yeah. Like and this Simon is today. Alan uh, Arkin, who I think they they strip him of his humanity. They turn. They do an experiment where he ceases to be. I don't remember. So let's listen to this okay. clip. Alan Arkin. What yeah. what's what what do I search for? Simon preview clip, Warner Archives. Warner I should find it. I'll wait for you. Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. All right, that's it. I am and why I've been sent here to live among you. The answer is This really is great, simple. Alan Arkin, thank you. Things here are just not working out very well. Jobs are boring, food is bland. Your water's polluted and your relationships don't work. Is that not right? And the question is, how have things come to such a sorry state of affairs? I will tell you. There is too much bad stuff around. Bad food, good, good. bad drink, bad art, bad ideas. Everything's all clogged up. So what we're going to do is we're going to get rid of all the bad stuff, and that will be a very good beginning. Now, I have your list of things which I'd like written in the Constitution immediately, after which I promise you your lives will be less tense and more rewarding. One, Wallace Shawn all music in, in elevators, airports, restaurants, and other public rooms will cease immediately. Two, no more children or animals may be used to sell products. Three, lawyers who lose cases will go to jail with their clients. Nice. No doctor may write a diet book. Any doctor who does will immediately lose his license and become a dentist. Five. I think we don't really need a House of Representatives and a Senate. The Romans didn't have one, so let's just have a Senate, okay? Which reminds me, I think it would be a very good idea from now on all politicians who appeared in public wore a cone-shaped party hat. Not bad, huh? <laughs> Six, pollution. Anybody who owns a factory that makes radioactive waste has to take it home at night with him to his house. Seven, good one. Anybody who says, I'm trying to get centered, you are invading my space, or far out will be fined $50. Wow, that's a lot of money back then. I feel Simon is basically expressing the unconscious wishes of the public, basically. What are your feelings on that, Senator? I can't go on that, Dick. I think the fellow's dangerous. 
Dick Cavett, wow. Look, that politician was wearing a pointy hat. <laughs> Very good. Party hat. Ooh, he's on the cover of Rolling Stone and Hunter Thompson wrote it. Oh, he's in a lot of popular magazines. So Dick Cavett in person once. He was ancient. William Buckley. Yeah. So, this m- oh, I have to go more slowly. Because you're going to disturb Oh, I like that actor. You're upset, Carl. I understand. You like Carl? I just think we should meet and go over your material before you broadcast I know his face. No, that's but... quite impossible. Why? Because now I have to speak with someone in authority. I'm in authority. Yes, Carl, of course you are. That's why I want you to set up a meeting with the president, the Chinese premier... Hope, Walter Cronkite. Oh, yes, man. Oh, too. God, my sides. That Walter <laughs> Cronkite reference really just... So that's the movie. It came out in 1980. Marshall Brickman, who uh, was best known for co-writing Annie Hall. Uh, he's also a noted filmmaker himself. Uh, wrote and directed this movie. I think it's like they convince a man he's an alien. Uh-huh. And it doesn't look good. But I'd never heard of it, and... <clears throat> came out in 1980. I shouldn't have remembered it. That, yeah, that's opposite your premise. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, I could always <laughs> change the movie, but... That no, like, no, no, I like this. Alan Arkin, Wallace Shawn. This want, is going to be good. It's a, But it's a comedy. We can't riff comedies. Well, uh, well we, we can. Give me a chance. Give me a chance. Give me a chance. The Car's Life too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, that has been our show. I hope you enjoyed the, uh, the experience as much as we didn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a weird little movie but now I know what to expect when I go into say Cars Life 3 uh, we are L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T you can find us on Twitter on on your podcast everywhere around the internet and the world uh, Carl and I will be back next Sunday any exciting shows that people should know about yeah that radio contest cancelled will I what? ever win yeah, so, technically so we're looking lost. forward to hosting Scotty's, that's all. Yeah, and actually my show at 8 o'clock on Monday is canceled. We have a new show Aww. called like High Times or something, uh, Spirit something. Sounds good. High Spirits, I believe it's called. Uh, okay. is, that's happening on Monday at 8, so no longer will I have to hang around the station on a Monday night. Carl, what a pleasure. Uh, I hope you had a good time. Thank you so much. Me too. Yeah, same here. And thank you, audience, as thank always. You. And we'll be back next Sunday, 2 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm and as well as the podcast L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. See ya. Bye. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, audience. Bye-bye.
Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 
classy people, San Francisco people, have iPhones. Well, some of us uh, Luddites have oh, Android. Right. Listen, Androids are, are from Droids, which is Marin County, which is Lucasfilms. So if you're from the Bay Area, you have an Android because you like Star Wars. They had to pay, didn't they have to pay Lucas? Anyway, we digress. Carl, what is the movie we're watching today? Today, we will watch Bad Guys, 1986, Bad Guys. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine, but 1986, or you're gonna get the fluffy Pixar latest, we're the stupid gang, we're gonna, we're bad, we're gonna be a criminal. Well, we yes, I, I told you all the neighborhood kids are surrounding me here at the station. We're excited to watch that new animated film, Bad Guys, right? 1986, yes, Bad Guys, 1986. That's what you put oh, in. Oh, 1986. And we like the channel Bummer Summer. All right. Well, That's sounds great. good. We're going to be watching a live action movie called The Bad Guys, 1986. Right. It's hosted by our good friend. Bummer Summer. Look for that uh, YouTube channel. Find the link after you type in all that garbage. Hit it. Hit pause. Hit pause. Move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We're going to do a countdown and you'll hit go at this so we can watch this movie at the same time. Let us watch a full length movie on YouTube. But we are also excited because we're joining, being, being joined by another person. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Josh Wells. Welcome, Josh. Hey, thank you for having me, Carl. It's great to be here. Now, uh, we have today invited you on because we're watching a wrestling movie, and we know your love for wrestling. And this started, what, late 80s? When did you get into it? Yeah, probably like mid to late 80s. Um, it was uh, the rock and wrestling period, they like to call it. There was a cartoon. It was like Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, and uh, Macho Man, Junkyard Dog, all those legends. And uh, it was you know, Hulkamania. I remember Hulk Hogan body slamming Andre the Giant at uh, WrestleMania 3 in the main event. And that was a big deal, you know? Like, uh, it just the way they built it up, that was this impossible task. And uh, I've kind of been a fan ever since. It all starts with Hulkamania, though. Yeah, definitely. And that was what in your preteen years, your teen years, your early twenties. When did you, you know, fall in love? I was probably like six or seven when I first first really started getting into wrestling. All right, so you yeah. know the eighties wrestling then. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty ver well ver mostly in WWF stuff. I I wasn't a big NWA guy. I mean, I was you know six seven. I wasn't really watching Harley Race and steel cage matches. Now, as you know, I sell these wrestling magazines on eBay. I gave you one once, and it seemed like it was an 80s magazine. It seemed like it was too early for you, but I guess no. Do you still have that magazine? Yeah, somewhere. I, I think what Hulk Hogan was on the cover. Hulk Hogan was probably right. on the cover of every wrestling magazine for like three or four years there in the 80s. Um, the ones that have Hulk Hogan on sell pretty quick, you yeah. know? The other ones linger. They always do sell, though. Oh, what's kind of cool about those magazines is they report on everything that's happening pro wrestling. And so, like, I actually kind of like looking at old things because, like, I was just a WWF kid, you know. Um, I wasn't, like, I didn't have, like, that teenage nerd uh, energy yet to go out and watch all these different. So, to go back and read that, you get to see what Ric Flair was doing at the right. time. Or Ricky Steamboat outside of WWF. And there was, like, all this other great pro wrestling stuff going on. But, you know, I was, I was a kid, so it, it, it missed me a little bit. 
I, I know so much about uh, 80s wrestling and I never watched a match. It's yeah. just getting ready to prep these books for eBay because they go. Right. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of a golden era, the uh, 80s wrestling. Now, there are many wrestlers in this film, but Sergeant Slaughter is the main wrestler. He plays himself in the film, so you must know him from the 80s, late 80s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he. Uh, I know him from, like, two different things, uh, from, from wrestling, and but also from G.I. Joe. He was in... He was, they, he, he was in a cartoon. They made him a character, but then he would also do, like, these weird promos, at, like, in the middle, like, when they would go to commercial breaks to come back, and it would always be, like, these, like, very patriotic uh, messages for kids, I guess. <laughs> Looking back, it's almost like indoctrination, but yeah, so Sergeant Slaughter was, Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, if you were, like, an eight-year-old, he was super popular. You'd watch him wrestle on Saturday afternoons, and then you'd see him in G.I. Joe. I had his action figure for G.I. Joe, not for WWF, so... Now, he is like Americana. He's a sergeant in the military. But in what is it, 89, 90, during the Gulf War, what happened? He flipped yeah, he, there. Yeah, he takes a heel turn. So during the Gulf War, you know, WWF, WWF as topical as they are, uh, he turns into a turncoat and he starts wrestling with like these two Iraqi soldiers, generals or whatever. And uh, he had a pretty high profile feud with the ultimate warrior, you know, and, and even Hulk Hogan, you know, it was like America's greatest heroes versus turncoat Sergeant Slaughter. He was, he was the champion for a while as a villain. As a was, villain. Yeah. Coming in with this strong, his like defense of Iraq probably lasted longer, a little longer than the actual Gulf war. <laughs> well, he would add a cash cow. He's milking, right? He had a yeah, role. Yeah, he was yeah. playing. He wasn't going to let that go. Yeah, I mean, it was great because I mean, it was. I mean, they were booing him out of <laughs> building. So, like, I mean, you know, as if you're trying to play a villain, that's that's the dream, you know, to come up with that thing. The anti-American during a war it was uh, during a yeah, and you're such an icon of America. To flip, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was incredible. It was uh, an incredible uh, heel turn. Now, you are a stand-up comedian, this is true, yeah. but you also are a reverend off of the internet, and you officiate weddings, and I think one of your weddings was associated with wrestling, right? Yeah. Uh, so by the way, I'm officiated to two different online churches, the Universal Life Church and uh, the Dudist Church, which is based on the Big Lebowski. Uh, anyone can do it. Anyone can become a, an ordained minister and do weddings, especially in New Jersey. The, the rules are really loose in New Jersey. Um, but anyways... I digress. Yeah, so I, uh, I I officiated a wedding uh, outside of MetLife Stadium. There was a WrestleMania there, and we had, like, a tailgate party. And I just put a feeler out there, like, to see, like, in, in Facebook group, wrestling fan groups, if, if anybody was, like, going to get married, I would totally do it outside <laughs> of WrestleMania. And I found a couple, and they they, they, they were into it. And uh, I, I wore a ref shirt because I was the officiant, right? Uh uh, the bride was dressed as Ronda Rousey because she was in that year's WrestleMania, and uh, and the groom dressed as Ric Flair, and it was amazing. It was, I've, I, as long as I've been doing stand up comedy, I've never been part of something so, so energetic. Like as soon as we were in the middle of a parking lot, as soon as everyone around us in the parking lot knew what was going on, everyone just had their cell phones up. I never, I felt like I felt famous for a second, like. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah, we were surrounded by people with cell phones in the air, and they were going. It was so much fun. They were doing uh, wrestling chants during it, and it's just absolute. I've I've probably officiated like nine or ten weddings. Absolutely the most fun of them. My apologies to anybody. Yeah, right. I officiated for. 
It has to be the best. Now, you you are um, a stand-up, but you are one of the older stand-ups. You know, I'm with you on that, a little right, older. <laughs> and we're surrounded by these children in their 20s, right? Yeah. Late 20s, maybe. is. But you seem to hold your own with them in a way that I just can't handle. Yeah, I, I, I say that they keep me young. I, I, I love hanging out with young comics because, yeah, I just feel like uh, it, it, it stops me from feeling like an old fuddy-duddy, I guess. I don't know. Just, you know, I mean, look, I got like a baby Yoda behind me. I, you know, like I'm, I'm still <laughs> kind of a big kid and uh, yeah. and I'm a night owl. I like to stay out late. So, you know, it, the youngins in comedy like this. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be drinking beers with, you know, the comics in their 20s, hanging out, having a good time. So uh, I love it. You'll bar with them. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. You know, and I uh, granted, you know, I wake up in rougher shape than they do, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's good fun. Yeah, I remember one night you talking about how you didn't drink and you woke up with a horrible headache, and you were like, "That's not fair." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, didn't I like, this. <laughs> yeah, I like to take a month off from drinking every year, and like I always get like a headache in that month, and I'm like, "This is no, that this, I, I'm not drinking. I should have no headaches for the whole month." Now, as an older comic. This means that you've got more of a brain than these youngsters, and you've turned that into becoming a comedy producer, putting on comedy shows pretty regularly. Tell me about that. Uh, yeah, so I co-produce uh, the Hell Yeah Comedy Show uh, with uh, with the very talented Aaron Wahlberg as my co-producer. Um, uh, it's, it's once a month in North Bergen, New Jersey, at a place called Wawa Social Club. Uh, it's a cool little place it's like it's kind of like a private place it's like a private club for yeah. people to hang out and drink at a bar but uh they allow us in to do comedy shows they have a showroom upstairs from their bar and it's really cool it's got a diy do-it-yourself vibe um we we try to make it uh we try to give it a bit of a party vibe as much of a party vibe as you can have at a comedy show uh we try to make it you know bright and cover we have like bright back we have like a bright background uh we try you know, we give out candy uh yeah. We have edibles with secret ingredients in them. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to fully explain what I mean. <laughs> it's a there. very legal secret ingredient. Yeah. Yeah. And we have an open mic after. We get a ton of local comics coming through. It's always on a Friday. So it's, it's just it's a good time. I'm always, I, that's one of those nights I'm, I'm hanging with the young comics till like Tuesday right. in the morning. And we have a good time. It's, uh, it's, uh, and I they're can... often themed, you know, uh, whatever yeah. is the, you know, if it's Halloween, if it's uh, fall, you, I mean, if it's Christmas, I mean, they're often themed. You know, because you'd go through them once a month. Yeah. And I think it's a really great hook. Uh, and I think you might have made it up on your own to have an open mic after the show because that really attracts audience. Most of the audience are normal people, but comedians come and beef yeah. up your audience because they know what's coming after. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And uh, I mean, I think that like a Friday night mic, and we start late. The show starts at like nine thirty. We want to start at nine. We never do. Uh, yeah, the poster says one thing. The reality says, yeah. yeah. So our mic doesn't start till eleven thirty, which actually I think works in our favor because a lot of comics, you know, even book comics, they're they're out doing shows, but they're like, oh, I can catch this late night mic after the show I'm on. Uh, right. So we almost always get like a really good turnout for the mic. So uh, I. I think it's because it's fun. It's a Friday night. You know, it's, it's, it's like you're doing comedy, but you're also hanging out. Now, I got booked on that show once, but I was lucky to get on that show another time. I had just come from the after, uh, for the mic after. I yeah. had about five minutes of material ready to go. And you said, look, Carl, uh, we're a little short. Can you can you start, uh, you know, can you open for us, but just keep it down to five minutes? I was like, perfect. 
I'm ready to go. And yeah, it was well, good. That's uh, part of our secret is we like to give away two guest spots every show if we can. Oh. Uh, and we usually give them the comics on the day of. We don't do any pre-arrange it. Like me and Aaron, like we kind of just look out for comics that we love. And if they come, if there's a comic we, we both love and, and they're there early, we'll usually go up to them like, hey, do you want to do five? Uh, sometimes we do ask them to go first because it's hard to make. Yeah. I love going first, by the way. I'll, I'll go first a lot. but We share that in common, yeah, man. I, I really... I think the room is cold, even though yeah. a host has gone up and done some jokes. I think the room is cold, and the tone of the night has not been set yet. Right. That's why I love to go first. Cause yeah, you, you get to set the tone. Um, uh, I'm really into that, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's almost uh, anything can happen, you know? But if you have a great set, then uh, it's like you, you did something good for the whole team, you know? Like when the first comic <laughs> kills, uh, it just it, it makes the rest of the show so much easier for all the other comics. Now, Josh, how can people find you out there on social media, on the internet, on the Snapchats and the Instagrams? And yeah, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Josh Ain't Funny, uh, and then I have a I have a, a a newsletter because I'm old. A newsletter, not a podcast. It's a, a JoshWells.substack.com. Uh, check that out. Uh, I'm very proud of my uh, little newsletter. I, once a week, I don't spam your inboxes. One and done. I, yeah, I, t- I, am, I am subscribed, and it gives me a lot of conversation fodder to <laughs> right. speak with you about when I bump it's, into you out there. Kind of one of my favorite like side effects of the newsletter is that uh, people who do read it, and I, and, but I know them personally, like uh, when I see They're them in public. Yeah, we have to, <laughs> you know, people like, about some opinion I had about a movie I watched last week. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was in the newsletter. Okay, now, Josh, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same time that we do here in the studio. So we're all going to press play together because we are aided by a celebrity comedian countdown, and that is you. So, Josh Wells, why don't you go ahead and give us that celebrity comedian countdown? Here we go with the countdown. Three, two. One, go. Oh, thank you, Josh Wells, noted wrestling fan and <laughs> New Jersey comedian. I noted him throughout the whole interview. I know, that's all he did note it. Oh, it's a Steven Spielberg movie. Oh, it's yeah, uh, Josh this is his brother, Joel Spielberg, who's uh, a ne'er-to-do-well. Uh, he's from Tel Aviv. I love when oh, movies just give you the title right up front. Adam Baldwin? Yeah, one of the Baldwin brothers. Real? Sure. Oh, okay. Michelle, one of the Castro brothers? His name is Adam Baldwin, and he is related to the Baldwin brothers in the 1600s in England. Thank you, Ancestry.com. Wow, you really did your research. How much did you pay for that? Did, they, yeah, did the FBI you, follow Google. you? Thank you, Google. Sure, it was Google page six, you know, but thank you, Google. We should mention Carl has seen this movie, researched this movie. I, as an audience member, have yet to see bad guys. Sit back and enjoy with your popcorn. Sergeant <sighs> Slaughter. Slaughter. Yeah. yeah. Resurgent Slaughter. Sergeant. Yeah. Stolen Valor. Was he really a sergeant? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think he was an actor. I really don't know that, so I don't want to get my ass kicked. His name was, um, Robert Remus. And, okay. uh, yeah, he was the famous Sergeant Slaughter, and Josh Wells talks about him in the 
um, as a wrestling fan in the interview that there was a period in which he like, it was the Gulf War, it was Desert Storm, and he was like, I'm for the people of Iraq! And they're like, what? I mean, it blows your minds. The greatest American, and suddenly he became the enemy. And they like- He, he, he came out to support Iraq over them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a hook, right? Right. Well, this is before that. This is 85, 86. Yeah, no, no. As a matter of fact, throughout this film, they'll be chanting USA. Okay, so a guy's getting pulled over by the cops, and we quickly learn they're both cops. Why are you hassling me? We've got to get to... Look at the time. Come oh, we got to go. These guys are bad guys. I can tell you right now. Oh, yeah. But not right now. They're supposed to be good guys. So... Oh. You can see that it's sort of like the open mic of wrestling, but a little better. We got right. a show. It's a bringer, you know? Well, there's more audience I've seen than a mic. Because it's a movie, you know? Right. It represents the... You start off with the ring and you end with the ring. I have a yeah. bad movie rule, Carl, and I think this movie is kind of on it. It's it, the, the ringer. Well, if it's so bad before the end, the end credits end, before the opening credits end, then it's bad. Like, we just <laughs> saw, like, a weird car chase for no reason, and now wrestling. Well, it was, you're right about that. It was supposed to be funny, like, it was supposed to emotionally bring you to, oh, no, he's in trouble, and then, oh, he's, we're saved, because we're meeting his friend, and it's now our movie's kicked off. There's some bad jokes, too. Okay, yes, it's a bad film, but in the end, you'll be entertained. You'll see. Okay. Well, I, I, this is for any wrestling fan of the 80s and any wrestling fan of the 80s. From and well, of. This is like a step down from like WOR. Do you remember those days, Channel 9? Yeah, they had like an independent uh, wrestling show, right? Right. You would see wrestling on TV. The caucuses only. The caucus league. Right. That's the kind of thing. Live from the rooftop of WWR, Secaucus, New Jersey. It's rooftop wrestling. <laughs> Starring. Well, no, it would always be what we're seeing here, but from one camera angle. One camera angle would watch the wrestling the whole time. And it would be sort of black and white or palish, you know. And they just they just turn the camera on. Live from wrestling. Here we go. And the announcing was very small, you know. They let the... Nope. Was it like real wrestling? By real, I mean by the rules of wrestling, or was this kind of like showy wrestling? Uh, it was. Uh, it was both. It respected the rules of the league, but you know they were it. A, a, I don't know what the word is, but yeah, at the same time, is of course it's a show. They just want to show you a show. So you, but it was vaudevillian in the way that don't you remember? Didn't you ever sit down and watch Channel Nine wrestling for like? Late at I, night when you're supposed to be sleeping. I what did I watch on Channel Nine that I shouldn't have watched? What didn't they have a dance show where like old people dance and you were like, "This is creepy," but it, uh, it's weird. They move around. Who cares? <laughs> you know. I don't remember that, but that's great. That is such a hook. Well, uh, and what yeah, we're seeing is people are talking. I watched people are talking. Of course, people are talking. Yeah, or Joe Franklin. Joe Franklin, of course. Um, well, okay, so what we're learning is 
these guys are buddy cops, and one of them has a hobby of wrestling. Okay, and look how crazy it can get. This is like in the beginning of the movie Made, when John Favreau and Vince Vaughn are wrestling, uh, fighting, boxing together, sparring. How? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I saw it, but now they're going to start to have some success. Okay. All right. We're really seeing, like, how wrestling was done. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. I mean, like, if I was a wrestling fan, as you know, when this came out, I, I am a wrestling fan. I mean, it is. I only like Norwegian wrestling. I don't want to sound pompous. <laughs> You're so snobby, but I understand that. That's yeah. so you. That's so you. Because I know Norway wrestling, and I see your point. I'm just saying that, you know. It was unstoppable from 1963 to 1974. Now look who's in the audience and goes, wow, these guys are super. I'm a perky. Hello, cop. What? She's a fellow cop. Is this the cop wrestling hall? She's like a pretend manager kind of person. Oh, I see. So she's going to go, you guys were great. I'm perky. Hi, I'm perky. Hi, perky. perky. Hi, I'm perky. Listen, I have a positive outlook. I'm an optimist, and I want to manage you guys. Let me book you. I've got a van full of soccer kids. Look at my smile. It's like Marie Osmond. Right. It's like the the skater girl. Do you think like she could have given them in a minute, to just like I don't know, push her down? <laughs> well, it's uh, boobs. Right, he's showing side boob. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It must not be cold in there because there's no indication of cold. Oh, we'll have to rewind. So Let's rewind. basically. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the Farrah Fawcett poster? Chili in the studio. And he click, click. Um, I don't think we see air, even Areola. Oh, yes, we do right this second. Yeah, right there. Here's my yeah. card in case you change your mind. So the one change is. Change your mind like, for what? Like, okay, she wants to like manage them and put them in the real leagues. Okay. But one of them's like, sorry, ma'am, but we're cops. And Baldwin is like, that sounds fucking great. You know, so we got a conflict here. Right. Downtown, this is where Waterman is, police station. Oh, Waterman, your fantastic cop show, which your pilot's available on, uh, well, it's private service. You have to call us. We'll let you know. (laughs) And he's in the same locker room we shot Waterman in. Comes right out to the very front of the whole building. So you sh- wait. You shot in here. Yeah, and this it was in Culver Studios, <laughs> Culver, Colorado, California. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, at the the farm where they have all the movie sets. Mm-hmm. Maybe the old west, and then they had the bank, and then the... okay. Look, these cops just got called to a call. There's a call. They're and Roland. Look at the vests on him. I'm a pretend rough person. You no, they're roughing it up. They, they hit a poor innocent <laughs> video game cabinet. Hear the crack of that styrofoam over your head. Styrofoam over your head. So, <laughs> ow! I Look out. 
Stuntman Union coming through. Only six stuntmen supposed to be in this set. Guys, stop. Lunchtime. Don't you remember this guy, this fight in the 80s? Like, you would see the bad guy. He has a vest on. It's nowhere in our culture, for real. He has a headband. So he's like half biker. Oh! Yeah, right, of course. You know, I've seen him in commercials where he has the headband on and the leather vest, and yeah. he's riding a bus, and this, he goes, lady, you oh. smell terrific. Like, oh, thank you, it's Fabrice. You know, he's got a handkerchief around his neck. Doesn't make sense. Oh, my God, the worst is when you have all his bike. him and his friend's bikes are, like, parked outside, and, and you, you accidentally knock the first Ooh. bike in, in row. I hate lazy riding. I hate lazy riding. That has to happen every time. Oh, like a Domino's. They just kind of tip, 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 tip. But then he comes out with his bandana around his head and the leather I'm vest. I'm that down for the open mic. Tip the mic over thing. I hate lazy writing. This is not lazy. They got beer taps flying out. Cops no, no, this is, look, the guy's Look, he's drinking. What, what happened? It hit me in the face. All right, oh. do another take, buddy. Fuck you, Joel. <laughs> now, okay. What happens is our two heroes proceed to fucking fuck that joint up. And it will land them in the paper in the morning. Now the commissioner's mad. Oh, so good. I like the movie. Here we go. Mm, have you read the Los Angeles Chronicle? All the Los Angeles Tribune, too. The media is against us. Laundry basket, get in my office. That's right, Laundry Basket of Justice was my pilot. Now, guess what I did in Waterman with all my, like, I don't like lazy writing. I did a parody of it. Did I not? There were two cops. You have to. Mario Gentile, God rest his soul, was the, get in my office. Okay, how many dare to get off drug posters are going to be on the wall? <laughs> right. This was 92 for sure. Look at Reagan. Ronald Reagan, we're stuck. Listen, we can't pretend we watch a lot of movies from the 80s when you have Ronald Reagan in the background on the wall. Right. That universe where there's just people are shooting and demolishing shit and looks and it's funny. Now, I have this idea that I wish I had it back then. What you do is you take the bedtime for Bonzo um, promo, you know, their movie still. Right. Uh, the, the movie poster. And you put that in those offices. That would have been hilarious. Well, there was that in Spies Like Us. The, uh, Dan Aykroyd was watching Bedtime for Bonzo, or uh, it was no, it was a musical, uh, musical where, where Ronald Reagan popped up. Uh, he the was musical. watching that on the FBI. Okay, so now it's like you guys are suspended without pay. It doesn't mean you're not cops anymore. Just you know, you, you gotta get the heat off. You gotta, <laughs> gotta get out of my face, okay? Suspended without pay. You know what? Set Hold on off. to your badge and gun. Yeah, right. Say, Hold on to your badge and gun. That's exactly right. Now it's like, what are we going to do? We need a job. So now we're going to see a, a series of scenes in which they go through some job. Now we've <laughs> seen the movie Hardly Working with Jerry Lewis. Is it yeah. going to be the same montage? Is he going to no. work as a Penny Hanna chef? <laughs> oh, that's all. I am insulting an entire continent oh. for six minutes. 
Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? Are you nuts? Exactly. Get really? That's the then you can tell we're in the twenty first century. Really? Really? Sarcasm? Sarcasm. Uh, will be in the history books that this was a period of, you know. Right. Well, we had sarcasm in the 80s. It was just... I mean, but not in the 1500s. When all is said and done, our time will be like... That's when the Adam Baldwins and the Alex Baldwin clan were one, right? In the 1500s? Right. Yeah. That's right. I have it here somewhere. It's true. Here we go. Adam. Irish-American. Boring. He's an avid golfer. Can you just just jump to the case? Was he in Firefly and Serenity? Yeah, he's the DC Comics guy, yes. Okay, what do you mean DC Comics guy? Well, he was in Fire... uh, Voiced the second Green Lantern of the Justice League. Chosen as Superman Clark Kent for DVD release. One of the four actors from Firefly who voiced superheroes on Justice League 2001. Al Jordan, the Silver Age Green Lantern. Wow. That's uh, an honor. Yeah. You know, he's he's kind of like a uh, tweeter. Right? Yes. That's what he's... he's for politics, kind of, yes. Yeah, he's for Gamergate. Conservative. He was, he was a very pro-Gamer... He kind of pushed Gamergate back in the Gamergate day. All right. Gotcha. Who's good at Firefly? He's a That's good crazy. friend of Jamie Lee Curtis. And he was in... Molly and Ronnie's dance party in 2005 as a favor to her. Wow. That's good to know. He was he didn't do it against his will? You know, he's from Illinois, and uh, he went to this high school, which Charlton Heston went to, Rock Hudson, and Margaret Bruce Dern, of all people. Great. Good <laughs> high school. Okay, distant related to the Baldwin brothers... They list them because they're dicks who are from Long Island. Adam is from the Chicago area. They say they share a common Baldwin ancestry going back to 1600 in England. These stunts are nuts, Carl. Jumping <laughs> off of buildings and like flipping around in the back of a van. This is essentially how do they lose the job? And whoa, whoa. Out! those crazy cops. That's ridiculous. Yeah, fucking cops have no respect for people working in ditches. Even though they were just were them? Yeah, right. They jumped over three human beings. <laughs> now we're out of here. So you saw what happened. He got he was getting laid. Right in the Porta Johnny. What so, is what a beautiful place to do it. <laughs> you remember in the trailer. So he, this is the second attempt at a job. So he's the cut it loose, get crazy one, and he's the what are you doing? Calm down, you're gonna uh-huh. get us in trouble. One. It's the Avid Costello of different uh, else. Now Jerry well, Lewis trip. With this girl, woman with the blue blouse on, she is somebody famous, and I didn't get her in my research. I'll show it when it comes up again. Right, right now she looks like pixelated person seven. <laughs> yeah. And nothing came up in Google. Did you mean pixelated? No, Google. No. Pixelated lady number seven. I looked up pixelated lady seven in IMDb, and he's a producer who. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no. She. I thought she was in the Golden Girls, but that was a de- her right there. Oh. Oh. Quick shots. I'll have to take a look. Well, we'll see her in the cons- convertible. See the way that there she is. Take it off. She Take goes. it off. And he does. 
So this is good. So this is not just for wrestling fans. Or maybe it is for wrestling fans. <laughs> they just did a wrestling move. Nice Do you care what the music is? Uh, okay, let me get the studio audio going. <laughs> you can do it, Carl. Carl, the world is your oyster. Yeah. Open. This song is. This song goes. It goes. Boring, boring eighties. Boring part of the eighties. Boring, boring eighties. I used to trip to that. Boring baseline bed. They were cool sounds, but they sounded too slow and thuggish. Oh, into the great mind. Right. You know, just, just terrible music. and You got to admit, some movies would have like eight original songs on it. Yes. And you're like, I never even heard of this movie, let alone the, the songs that were written for <laughs> right. it. Somebody's, somebody got paid and somebody sweated hard to make that shit. Right. Yeah, this seems to go on forever. Honk, honk. Get off the stage, you crazy, sex-crazed woman. Oh, is that the manager? Yeah. No, that that's the thing. You think that the director just made a screw up, in my opinion. He, you think that that woman's going to figure into the plot somehow, but she just goes away. She's No. No. He's listening. Okay, so, the director's selling this movie right now. This is too long, but it's it's supposed to be eye candy for the people. Right. No, definitely. Okay, so they'll get picked up by the two women who just assume they're going to get pay them for a sex, you know, sexual favor. And then the cops are going to be like, what are you kidding me? So they're going to get kicked out into the street. And they're like, screw this. No more dancing. Second job down. What are we going to do? Hey, remember so still... that turkey girl? Here it is. Okay. Turkey right. girl production. <laughs> Ah. I am the tiger. I am the tiger. It's thigh of the lion. <laughs> is a cool sounding drum, but it's so sluggish. It's on the beat because it's the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> you know, pop from the synth. Rising uh, down, uh, not back on the street. <laughs> Rising on down. <laughs> Yeah, just change a couple words. Okay, I'm writing that down. Thigh of the lion. Doo, doo, doo. <laughs> Thigh of the lion. <laughs> I have the tiger? I, sorry, I don't know what. I don't know that song. I gotta start my song. Rise it down. I'm off of the, the streets. <laughs> You're all over. Okay, I gotta calm down. <clears throat> I'm stealing everything you ever do. Oh my god. I listen to these shows and I'm like, there's no jokes in it, but God bless. Write it down. Do, do, now look what's happened to them. Oh, they're just having bad luck after it's bad a luck. Bad day. They're off the force. They are they off the force? Yes. Well, you know what I mean. Actively, they're not getting they have to have regular jobs and Hey, why don't I just got I just saw a movie and it gave me an idea. Let's be cops. No, you <laughs> idiot, we're suspended. Oh yeah. That's they, a good they, movie. What if they went to see the film Let's Be Cops? And he goes, Hey, you know. We yeah, should be cops. Yeah, right. Oh, just go on eBay. <laughs> okay, so see the woman in the back. I know her from a sitcom or 
prominent part in a you're, movie. You're probably not wrong. Got a very familiar face. The one in the front, I do not know. Okay, so they innocently think they're getting a lift because their car's getting towed and they're just these nice ladies. These ladies, of course, know they're the strippers and assume, I think they all know it, but they assume that there would be escorts as well. <laughs> Were they well, so nice? At what point are they going to figure it out? On this drive. Yeah. Look, he's, he's really cozying it up. Yeah, little backseat, not even waiting to get to make out point. Oh, my car ran out of gas. Well, aren't we going to make out point? Oh, look at that. Yeah, the makeup. Oh, that's the makeup. I don't so need to do that at the open mic because I already wrote that joke a million years ago. So what are you doing? Like you're going to talk about like a movie cliches or? Yeah. Yeah. It's pronounced click clicky. 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 It's pronounced clicky. No, it's not, Carl. It's pronounced cliches. The movie clicky. Movie cliches, Carl. Teasing a brother. I totally teased him all the time. Unbelievable. My favorite <laughs> would be like, Carl, give me a dollar. And you would go, okay, Jeremy, let me count that. And you would take a dollar. <laughs> you would lick your thumb and you go, one. <laughs> It would drive him bonkers. So one time, I was talking to Marcus in the front seat of the car. We're going to Mom's. And, of course, he's in the back. So he's like, I'll make a ride here. And I was like, I knew, of course. He doesn't have to tell me. So I'm like, quiet, Jeremy. I'm talking to Marcus. And I would say, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Carl, please make a ride here. I said, Jeremy, please don't interrupt. I'm speaking to Marcus. And then I would say, literally, Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that was, that was oh, you talking. He had to hear me say, okay, before he turned off. Okay, so now they're remembering Perky Manager Productions, okay? And Positive Attitude Perky Manager Productions promised them some bouts in which they make money fighting. They had a good run of employment. Yeah. They were strippers. Right. They were the first thing I don't even remember. Now, look how long it's taken for us to get to. I think the inciting incident was when you, they were off the force. Okay. Is it so, the 25-minute rule where now we're at 25 minutes into the movie and, and the poster has been established? Yeah, I think you're right because we're yeah, about to go minutes. into the wrestling. Yeah. So they nailed it. You got 25 minutes to set up the poster. <laughs> I want to be on the uh, Ghostbuster mobile. Yes, that's right. exactly. Shit. And it's even true for, you know, like, I found a diary of my wife and, you know, the movie poster of, like, remembrance in the field and, you know, everything's yeah. leading up to, okay. I'm going to have this experience. It's her ghost or something, you know, time traveler's wife. Even right. those movies. The ghost shows up 25 minutes into it. For me, it's yeah. like once you establish a poster, then you have an hour, an hour and a half to just go fucking sideways, you know, just let the characters breathe, just let things happen, you know, like, but you just have to get to the poster in 25 minutes. But my favorite is Bucky Larson. All the parts, all the parts come together, right? And then they yeah. go, okay, hold it. Got Click. it. Got Friends. it. 
Where's your poster? All right, let's do the movie. Like there Mercy Ghostbusting Machine. Bucky Larson uh, has him like a porn star, or whatever the movie is. Uh-huh. He he. Twenty five minutes into the movie, he's doing an audition for a commercial, and they have it, and he pulls his pants down and starts masturbating. And I said, "That's what the movie's about." <laughs> <laughs> movie poster. Movie okay, poster. We're meeting bad guy now. So. What Perky Girl has done is said, hey, good person I don't know is a bad guy manager. Check out my boys. Oh, yeah. Please don't have any nefarious plans for them. Well, the point is it could get them in at a gym, which, which is the local whatever, W, whatever. It could be uh, steady work. Okay, So this is kind of like an audition. You could bring in this dude from another gym. Now, are these real wrestlers, Carl? Uh, uh, not really. They're, the answer is they're all trained. They're actors. They were picked, right. but they're all trained to be wrestlers. And it really shows. And uh, Sergeant Slaughter was a large part of behind the scenes talking to him. You know, Is Sergeant Slaughter on the right? Sergeant Slaughter will not be in the film until I think the uh, act three. Okay, gotcha. Okay, now what we've got is the Russians, okay? This is the Rocky setup of America versus Russia once again uh, in our Cold World period. As a matter sure. of fact, tagline, I'm sorry, the tagline is, the Russians landed the punch, the Americans delivered the crunch. Oh, yeah, there's the America USA poster. USA, you'll get that in this film. USA, USA. It's, it's totally a Reagan, not we're back to like something horrible like fascism, but like we're back to pretending that we're proud again. Right. Well, know? we got to sell this movie. You got Chippendales in there. You got like USA, USA. Yep. You can, you can definitely get that, uh, that trailer, the sweet trailer, the best, that sweet poster. Bonk. That's got to hurt. But well, she even rolled her eyes at that. Yeah, that's right. As it is. There's this weird narrative in this film that says wrestling is real. We never get the talk of, hey, this is all a show. We're just putting on a show. They act like wrestling is real. Well, because the, the wrestlers would talk to each other before the fight, the, the match, I guess. Yeah, but it's always like, look, see that? I'm fake punching you. I'm really hitting you right. at the part of your muscle behind your you know, back. That's, they pretend he was just hitting a guy. It's just wrestling, you know? They don't pretend it's moves. It's pretty impressive that that Baldwin would be wrestling. Yeah, and it's the same for the other guy, too, because um, this is hard to learn. Now, they're in their 20s, but this is a skill. It really is. This guy's name is Mike Jolly, the other cop. And he was in uh, Forrest Gump and... uh, I don't know how much else. He was in Three O'Clock High. Uh, he was in a lot movie. of TV. Wasn't Adam Baldwin the, the bad guy in in Three O'Clock High? Like he was the school bully. I don't remember, but that would be the perfect role for him. He yeah. was in DC Cab, Full Metal Jacket, yes. Mexican Predator yes. Two. Yes. Independence Day. Yeah. The, the Patriot. I saw that on my room. And a film which is 
Serenity. It's a DC. I'm not sure. It was a TV show on Fox, right? It was like Star Trek, except they were like renegades. They were there was a Confederate war, and they fought on the Confederate, like a space war. Right. But the war's over, and you know, uh, so they just do. Uh, they they have a ship, and they go to A to B, uh, trans sending people or illicit goods or whatever. Uh, it was a, it was a good. It was all right. Ron yeah. Glass is in it. Ron Glass. From, yeah, Ron Glass. Yeah, Ron Glass. And Adam Baldwin was pretty good in it. America's number one. Okay, now here's what happens. Perky Girl gets totally backfired because Lord Percy really likes the Russians. He does. Scratching my chin on Lord Percy here. Why does he like the Russians, Carl? What's up with him? They're great bad guys. Do, 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 the film do, knows do. what it's doing. The film's writers know what they're doing. Let's see who wrote this piece of funny, great. I don't know. Okay. Joe Gillis wrote Deadly Run in 95, Bad Guys in 86. Why? He acted in a thing called Why Would I Lie in 80? I don't know. Brad Westwater, um, born on my son's birthday, Scott's birthday. He wrote this. He wrote Remington Steele episodes. He wrote, no, one. Wrote Tale of the Gold Monkey. It was a TV show. He, he was a co-producer of this. Actually, the writers, they aren't much, are they? <laughs> Never mind. So is, are these all comedians right now? Um, okay. Oh, we're seeing a great Ruth, part of this film. Ruth Buzzy. Yeah, Ruth Buzzy. Her name is Petal McGurk. Oh, really? Oh, in the movie. Yes. You see, the guy is terrible Turk McGurk. Turk McGurk. His name is oh, Jamie right. Bell, and I look at him. He looks like a famous actor, but he's not. He looks like uh, the kid from the Partridge family, Danny. Right. Gucci. Back when he was wrestling uh, streets and shit like that. I think he's got a face I've seen before. But Ruth Buzzy is the treat. Now, she is laughing. But after laughing, she went on. You know? Yeah, well, we know her from one of the great 80 movies called Surf 2. Yeah, she might played, watch like, again. Played, yeah, which we'll watch again for sure. We uh, we that was one of our great movies. We watched it on our fiftieth episode. Carl, we have over three hundred and ten episodes right now. Whoa! Official ones, not including the the month of August where the station wasn't broadcasting. Shut, shut the front door. Show. Oh, it is. How I don't want the neighbors to hear. We have on YouTube. Oh, we have one point zero one k. What is our listenership on the yeah. at a mutiny radio and the, the live stream and the Apple drops and pops? <clears throat> okay, so this is the part where the record scratches. I don't have those numbers. <laughs> we don't have the numbers. Well, uh, in the past, it's been very okay. I was giving you a chance to brag. Okay. Oh, you you go ahead and brag because you, you you gave Ruth me. Ruth a ventriloquist. Know it? No, I did not. Well, she's still alive, and she had a. A fake Twitter account that she was notified about, and she actually oh. kind of went on Twitter saying, "This is the real Ruth Buzzy, not like in a Donald Trump real right, right, Donald right. Trump, but 
Oh, look at this beer. But so one of the great things about Ruth Buzzy in the 80s is that she just let it get be, you know, like she was still acting. Like Absolutely. not that she wasn't acting, but she she took a bunch of great movie roles. Yeah. <clears throat> she was prominent in the time and it, she's always funny. Yeah. Now, even in this film, which not many people are funny, she does shine. Now, what's happening here is the manager liked the bad guys. So Perky Girl says, we gotta re-image you. You gotta be bad guys. So now they're like, they, Ruth Buzzy, you know, it's Turk McGurk. And his yeah. wife, Petal McGurk. And they love each other and they love wrestling. Now they're teaching them how to be bad guys. Okay. Oh no, he did the claw grip. Didn't Ruth Buzzy teach how to hit an old man with a purse on a park bench? Uh, Yeah, that was, yeah, she had the Hairnet, is that what it's called? A pole? Yeah, hairnet. Yeah. Yeah, laughing was a pretty good show when, like, there weren't other choices. Well, you know, it is a choice. You can stream laughing on Tubi and other channels. Uh, I have, I still, I told you, Carl, my favorite episode, I, I had a DVD of three episodes, you know, yeah. like, uh, it was a CD set. So it was like maybe 12, but they had Cher from the 60s. And they were doing a musical. They do a musical number. All the girls dance and sing about electricity. <laughs> and then they do a bunch of sketches. And they'll say, that was our spits about electricity. And they stop. And you can clearly hear Cher say, that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the DVD. I was like, oh, I don't think I ever want to watch this again. But that's great. Now we have an over, over, over the top gay performance. Uh -oh. and, gay panic. And he works great with Ruth Buzzy. Uh, and he's this. just being the stereotype, pretending he's horny for the boys, and they're doing the stereotype. Isn't it quirky? Someone is gay. They don't have gay panic like in uh, every other movie since then. No, they don't, but they do think it's well, they do a little. The guy who's like, I'm always, you know, you're breaking the rules. That one, yeah, he always, yeah, he's like the one who's like, it's creepy. Did you see how he, the gay guy, like said to the woman, yeah, you know, this misunderstanding that you know, stupid. well, yeah, the you know, they need some comic relief, I guess, in this movie. Uh -huh. And this some comedy. For 1986. Yeah. Well, this was like in the movie Tough Guys from 86, where Burt Lancaster gets like new clothes, new wave clothes. Mm -hmm. And they had like the Pierre Bronson like affected uh, uh, sales clerk. Like Beverly Hills Cop, right? He goes to buy right. clothes. Yeah. This is like okay. It's a very important piece. Remember, uh, what was his name? Serge? Yeah, right, Serge. Okay, so this is their tough. And the, look at the over. These are like barbarians, huh? Oh, they're American barbarians. Yeah, they're going to be um, the, Bo the, the Boston. The Boston. Is it? I forget. I have to listen. I'm sorry. I did okay. watch this film several times. You did it. I know. It's terrifying. This is Los Angeles, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as you know, I grew up in Los Angeles. And here, maybe you could Facebook 
for the why to watch the next, you could go to some of these locations. Uh huh. And it says as seen in Bad Boys, and then right. an, an asterisk. You could do a plaque, and it could say. Yeah, Adam Baldwin was uh, a proposed. Okay, now look, by... Mike. Look, Mike. We're in the big leagues now. We're in the big leagues now. You see, we're it's on the, the one show on TV. So these guys are ha- okay. San, San Bernardino, right? And they show up in their lowest on the billing. Oh gosh, God. Oh. You know, Rick, Ruth Buzzy is great friends with Anne Murray. Oh, Anne Murray. Once she guested on Carol Burnett. I do my research. Good old Ruth oh, Buzzy. Good old Ruth Buzzy. Well, she was in uh, Freebie and the Bean, I think it was, where like. <laughs> The villain was on a, uh, it was supposed to be the San Francisco Pier, but they used Los Angeles, but she was like one of the people that hung out there. Did I watch it? If you see it, uh, it's Carl Burnett and Alan Arkin. It's an interesting movie. It's good. You know, it's a San Francisco movie. It has the old uh, transit authority. Hey, do you think it's on YouTube? And the Bean. Might be. Oh no, no, that's a different movie. I'm thinking of a different movie. This is like oh. nothing in the Choo Choo Lane. I, I don't. Oh remember. yeah, that yeah. that that's a Carol Burnett film, right? And Ruth Buzzy's in it. Yeah, she's like a tough uh, pure pure rat, I guess. Choo Choo and the Philly Flash. Choo Choo and the Philly Flash, not Freebie and the Bean. Okay, should I see it? Yes, you're saying. It's good. I mean, like it, it's okay. uh, done. All it's right, a, so it's a, yeah. Now we've got real manager guy with his Russian bad guys cozying up to the owner of the. Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. Get me on you. They got talented boys here, so they make the deal. But the English guy, Lord Percy, says. The only caveat is we're your only bad guys. We are the bad guys of this league in the stories and stuff, you know. Oh, so you can't have other bad guys. It has to be the Russians. Right. So he thinks that deal has been struck, but top top of the charts, you know, head of the company here, he doesn't care what that guy thinks. Right. No contract. Yay! Here come the Boston, what are they? Let's listen. Okay. Oh, you got the audio going? Take it you pass. Percy, I think it's too late. I was waiting for the announcer to go, the Boston Bombers, or whatever it is. Oh, right. And it was a stupid joke. They were like, we're not from Boston, you know, because who cares? It's just a name. Right. Well, they're not from Boston. They're farther away from Boston. Are they Patriots? Like Boston Patriots? Right, right. It's, it's, but it's the New England Patriots. 
And I always thought that was too much territory, right? It's not fair. Other teams have a state or a city. That's all they have. You can't have New England. You can't claim a region of the country, right? They well, got Vermont and Maine. Come on. Well, we have Connecticut. Kind of shares. We share Connecticut. Is it tri -state, tri-state area? Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny how Connecticut thinks it's it's New England. Like you drive through the into the border of Connecticut and you see like buildings in the style of New England, but they're new construction, you know? Right. It's like, look, you've arrived. Look at the Ivy. You're in New England. No, 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 Connecticut. You try state trash. Oh, this is an outrage. There's like fighting here all the time. Yeah, and this is what happens. Yeah, almost every you know somebody who's not involved gets into the ring, and the managers go at it with each other. It just always turns into this. But we never we're led to believe it's real, not that this is the story for TV. You know what I mean? Right. No, I know this is just part of it. Like somehow there's these wrestling rings more than one. You know, I keep. Being, I don't see any TV cameras or anything. I think I'm wrong. I think they're still in the Little League. It might be the same gymnasium. Rob, we got to get out of here. Oh, they got the... Oh, cool. They got the... I have actually the same... Uh, jacket, yeah, you bro. got a jacket. Bad yeah, guy. I got a Universal Studios. <laughs> the gift shop. They used to be like... You uh, guys look great tonight. Cool. You were really bad. And one time during the 90s, especially in San Francisco, there were retail stores. like, And they wow. would have, like, uh, outlets. So the Tower Records would have an outlet. And there was a rock clothing T-shirt company that had their own warehouse outlet. And you could go and buy old rock T-shirts and jackets <laughs> that would say, cool. like, you know, uh, Ice Age on it or whatever it was back in the day. I got a few T-shirts there. Oh, look at this. Oh, thank God it's store level. Ouch. You looked. What happened to you? I jumped out of a one-story building. Are you okay? <laughs> I know. Thank God. That's the well, first movie you, where, you know. A lot different when you're looking up at the first floor than when you're looking down from it, I'll tell you. All the managers are like characters themselves. Yeah. Okay. So it's back with the uh, commissioner, and it's like, <laughs> you got. I'm trying to get you your names back and everything, and fighting with ever. Now you're wrestling. It's in the news, you idiots. They still have their guns and their badges. They just can't work for cops. Right. Yeah. You're embarrassing us. Stop As wrestling. Stop wrestling. As visitors, you're the worst visitors on the force. I want you to hand in your visitor's badge right now. <laughs> yeah. Visitor. But, uh, but the tour, Chief. If you, look, guys, if you make one more laundry-related pun, pun, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> that was in Laundry Basket of Justice. I never aired... Uh, I never we you know laundry basket and Justice laundry basket and Spiegelman the comedy duo with mm -hmm. me and my laundry basket really auditioned for American Got Talent. Oh great! But I did we did our act we didn't do laundry basket of justice and right. you know I have regrets. 
But Laundry Basket Justice was he's Detective Laundry Basket and he gets chewed out by the chief and then right. he goes on a stakeout. And uh, he'll say, Laundry Basket. This is the chief, not the Laundry Basket. Right, right. I hear another laundry-related laundry. pun from you. I'm going to get depressed and steamed. <laughs> laundry Basket! Hey, we're I'll all chilling in the beach. Man, this is nice. So this is San Bernardino. Yeah, what's going on here? I'm not sure of the location, but what's going on here is, sorry, we can't wrestle anymore. We're cops. And then it ends up with her leaving as in they're still wrestlers. So now it's like, he's the go, go, go. And the other one's the no, no, no. And that's the way the dynamic will play out through the whole film. Hi guys, they didn't sell hot dogs and falafel after all. And I asked for like uh, roasted chestnuts, but they, he's like, "Lady, this is the ice cream uh, uh, truck." <laughs> and I said, "It's sexist and misogynist to call me lady. I'm not Lord Percy." Yeah. yeah. So here are the Russians at Lord Percy's house. I guess they just socialize, you know. I guess he manages them now. Well, you know, they both love cocaine. <laughs> she's getting a massage and he's staying with his English accent why don't you listen go ahead oh you want me to hear him uh oh what's on TV Mike oh is it a good turn it up, turn it up. all right hang on Rock and roll. Come on, leave it on, leave it on. Wait, rock and roll and wrestling is never gonna work. Some kind of rock and wrestling combination in the 80s? Look at Ruth Buzzy. Buzzy. She's the best thing about the film. That doesn't save the film or anything. So this is a promo music video for the band, the wrestlers? Right. I guess. I don't know what it is. Is it a rock video? I don't know. W-O-R is sharing this? Uh, yeah, look at the old style clunky dials, right? Yeah, like this is on UHS or VHS. Uh, UHS or... Yes. Bad guys. We're tape heads. Oh, say, we're the Boston Stranglers, but they didn't do it. Oh, I like Boston Stranglers. Why would you eat do that to yourself? Now he's furious with the wrestling guy who promised him they were the only bad guys. They start eating glass as a joke. No, but it's really not necessary, you know. But that, but that's what I'm saying. The um. The whole film doesn't let clue you in that wrestling is fake. They're pretending it's a real universe in which you would slam a guy on his holding your arm on his chest and he's got out of hand. Everything did not hurt him. Yeah. But meanwhile, the guy wins is in pain. He gave him the pile driver crusher. <laughs> oh my boy. Oh, Ooh. my God. Paramedics are entering the ring and they're flipped over. Basically, ever see them, they go up against each other, they give each other a high five, and then the one guy goes, ah! 
other guy's like, you, know, well, you have, you know, something's lost when we talk through movies. We miss the soundtrack and they're going, yeah, 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 on the beat. <laughs> Everything's right. gotta be roses, 80s music song. <laughs> now, they're back in the com the boss's chief's office, right? And the commissioner, this and that. And But now they're showing up in their wrestling uniform and they're just right. like, we're sticking with wrestling. God, they're so young. I don't know, Michael Jolly, I guess I'll have to see. Well, this film isn't the way you should get your jollies. <laughs> Thank you, Carl. No, he wrote this, or is this not by Golly? By Jolly. Damn it, no. God, oh, let me start again. Carl, did Mike Jolly write this, or is this not by Jolly? Not by Jolly. Oh, by uh, Jolly. I don't, I don't really is get Is this by Jolly? By Jolly? By by do the, is that an English expression like by George? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, okay. I, I'm not that. Yes, I think uh, Pirates said that. Okay. Oh, Danny Bonaduce, I'm gonna punch out David Cassidy. Now look, they just lost against the Russians, and now the one guy's like, "I'm gonna quit. I want to be a cop." He's she no, no, make, no. Because it doesn't make sense. Because he just thumbed his nose at the cop. Well, professional wrestling didn't turn out the way he wanted it, so now he wants to go back on the force. We all had that. We've all been there. We've all been there. Get out of here, Bonaduce. Yeah, I remember the time like I put all my energy and effort into horse racing, but in the end, I went back to nurse nursing. I remember that, because you really, your dream was horse racing. You were like, right. horse racing, on the beat, nothing's going to stop me. Stop me. <laughs> But I'd rather be RN. It just makes more sense. It's more yeah. it's steady. The hours are shit, and the union is bad. But I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it. See, I lucked out being a Fast and the Furious. I get to do anything I want and drive around. <laughs> so oh, look, what? Yeah. Now they're they get a notification from the top guy that their their bout is canceled. Fuck off. Boston buddies. Okay, now this is the children's hospital uh, stadium. <laughs> so you then see the they say, we're going to show up anyway, which is exactly what would happen if you watch WWE or whatever, the backstories and everything, you know? Sure. But you that's all choreographed. That's all written. They have a team doing that. They they meet. They rehearse. Now, this whole movie pretends it that's not the universe, that the universe they present on TV is the real universe. Oh. And so they're saying, we're going over to that gym. They're just playing out a wrestling scenario. Look, the chair slamming. Oh, I can't take it anymore. Ow. Ow. Stop sucker punching me. He gave him the Vulcan neck pinch. So yeah. He tends to bonk him on the head. We're, this movie makes us think that's... That's the world. Okay. Why would he go in and tackle like that? He's like, we're the bad guys. Ow. Ow. That was literally challenged tossing. Wow, this movie has everything. Now, uh oh, the good bad guys are fighting the bad bad right. guys. Whoa. So now the guy who runs at the top dog is going to say, to Lord Percy, 
you told me those guys suck. They were great. Right. They're true bad guys. Clearly, they're bad guys. Didn't you see their jackets? Wow, this is the best thing. Oh, no, he's British, right? No, you're right. He's an American. Lord Percy is the English one. Oh, I got you. Punch in the stomach. Now, now there's a lot of celebrities here. I see Cindy Lauper. I see Sergeant uh-huh. Lou Albano. There's, there's Ding. Ding, yeah. Which is a little too highbrow, right? It's more like that guy's in the Blue Man group. <laughs> but, you know, that one is on the show Jag. Oh, it's it's the rhythm section of Twisted Sister. This is total chaos every night. Every night. Look at the guy always sleeping, the one wrestler. He's uh, just waiting for my line, waiting for my line. And he goes, all right, this madness has got to stop. I declare that there will be a match on this, not stage, right? In this ring. In this ring. Uh, the Russians against the Boston Cream Cakes. <laughs> Next Boston Saturday cream night. Oh, who was, do you remember there was a meme where it was like, it was a stoner who was like, this guy smokes your weed and he's cool. And his name was Boston Blake. Hmm. No, Boston Blake was actually dead man. He was from DC Comics. Okay, okay. But this other guy called himself Boston whatever. And he was pretty cool. Like, it was one of those early guys who basically became a meme and he, he uh-huh. had some way to handle it. So uh, you would mention him, and he he himself would fave it on whatever was Tumblr at the time. But it was like, uh, it was the guy who was like, there was like a good guy pot smoker meme and like a evil guy pot smoker memes. I don't know. I don't remember this. I, I should. I should get my stuff down. So now we're having like the montage in which Rocky is training, and so is uh, I will break you, Drago, in Russia. Uh-huh. That's what we're getting. Oh, we're back and forth. And of course, Drago is doing brute strength without any brains, just like these guys. And, you know, Rocky's learning the craft. Superman. Hong Kong. Daisy Duke, what are you doing here? Howdy, y'all. Howdy, y'all. Oh, we need a narrator then. Well, Daisy Duke pulled up to his wrestling friends. Yeehaw! Hey, Daisy, that's a mighty fine truck you got there. You know, all the assholes in this street are like, hey, truck, why'd you smile more? There you go. You look much pretty. Now, for some reason, somehow, Turkey brought them that. Really, you know? uh, really hit the hell, nail on it said yeah this is the perfect truck so what's going to happen now is both of them will separately have like moments with perky that are not sexually charged but more like would you go on a date with me kind of charged oh so oh right he wasn't shirtless though right it'll happen with both of them separately and there'll be a crossed wires now we don't understand why she just he's like why don't we go out tonight and we can talk strategy like "Ah, i'd like that you know right 
neither wants to date because it'll take like hours to get their hair right. <laughs> so it's a date then, sort right. of thing. But they yeah. Okay, Superman. Okay, now hey. here he comes. Oh, thanks. Uh, you've been really great with us, and you know, Adam Bowen's Adam Bowen's not showing up in a suit. Hey, did I just miss Superman? Yeah, he's all never around. Yeah, when well, he is around when Superman was around. He's is wearing the. Yeah, it's a. Hey, so maybe we can well, meet he come up out with closely. glasses and. Oh, he would go into a closet and then like boom. Is that Bark Bent? Hi, Bark. <laughs> oh, too pleased. This movie's going on forever. Oh, yeah? You think so? Because hang on to your hat, dude. Oh, yeah. No, this, this sucker doesn't feel like it ends for a while. No, is, is his partner going to be there? No, so far. Well, so that's good. the thing. He's going to awkwardly show up second. The table's set for two. Uh, yes. Hi, Garcon. Can you throw these away? Because she has a date with a boy tonight. Oh, yeah. And can you get another table setting? Oh, awkward silences, huh? Really? <laughs> yeah, well, when we don't have the sound up. Well, he's Jimmy Olsen, isn't he? Oh, boy. <laughs> I hope Parkett doesn't show up. Yeah. Oh well. All right. Let me hear them talk shop. Well, we got a lot in common. I don't understand why she always just plays along and never lets them know. It's like, I don't know. It was she just dumb. wants to let them know. She can fuck with them at any time. I guess so. I don't get it though. What are you doing here? That's where my bow tie went. <laughs> Please put these flowers in water. It'll be the second request. Garcon, please throw these flowers away again. Oh, what is she saying? Like, I just want to talk business and nothing. Right. Else. She's saying, are you guys crazy to think I would go on a date with you before our big bout? Now sit down, guys. We got to get our heads in the game here. You know, it's that kind of thing. Gotcha. You know, she has a tragic story. She died at age 50. She had breast cancer, and she just quickly died. And she left a wid yeah, widower behind. She was in When Harry Met Sally, The Swan Princess. She was on Gary Shandling's show. It's Gary oh, very King. cool. Was he like a regular on the show? Not the, I don't think it's the sitcom. It's called It's Gary Shandling Show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is it? Yeah, there's a show beforehand called It's Gary Shandling Show. Yeah, I don't know the answer. Um, I think it's, yeah, because I, I think I recognize it. So there's this character named Judge David Nar. Na, okay, Nicastro is her name, Michelle Nicastro. So there's this character called Judge David Nicastro in Fairly Legal 2011, named after her. The TV series is an exe executive produced by her widower, um, Steve Stark. So she also sang, and she released four, like, solo albums, uh, Tuneful 1993 and Tuneful 2. 
there were there were classic animated film songs. Oh, you mean like from tunes, like cartoons? Yes. Oh. And then she did Real Imagination, R-E-E-L, featuring classics of from family films. Oh, right. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang, we right. love you. Near far, fucking motor car. So then there was also um, contemporary songs from Broadway. <laughs> it's right up her alley. Oh, yeah. Not a sound from the music. Looking <laughs> alone. Encore, encore. Well, I, I like to sing a song from one of my other shows. It was a yeah. Whistle while you work. <laughs> Showstopper. <laughs> now, now, Lord Percy is furious, and he does not want two bad guys in that ring with big big top guy manager this right machine guns now <laughs> you will see that the the boston big shots do not flinch over a gun being shot at them do not there's no nerve oh they like pretend dodge the bullets well right now they're just got like baseball bats and crow oh the shotgun <laughs> I guess they're getting married. You're gonna marry me. Look, he zooms. He really put on the accelerator. Do 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 do. That guys. Yeah. Uh, on the fly. They are the baddest guys. From Van Nuys, bad guys. Bad guy. Bad guy. <laughs> Hey, guys. Come on, man. come on, bad guy. Get the deep baritone, right? Now you see him dressed up as Uncle Sam. Oh, for America. Now, doesn't he look like like he was great in Popeye? Oh, you really think he has that Rocky feel to him? Yeah, he was like the dad, and yeah, which was Rocky's manager. So the bad guy gave them a truck and then had his minions chase after him. Bad guys gave the him Percy a Lord Percy gave him a truck, and yeah. then Lord Percy got these guys to chase him. No, Lord, no, Perky manager oh. gave them the truck. Oh, got a truck. I got you. I'm sorry. I'm getting the bad guys and the good guys and the good bad guys and the bad bad guys and the yeah. See, these are wrestlers. the good bad guys, right? And they've got their click and Perky girls in it. Whoa! Whoa! Into Whoa. the drink! I was just fucking that bucket! <laughs> Up. Oh. Damn. Yeah, watch out. Oh, get all those supplies. They got all those supplies. Yep, that's right. It's sacks of grain and fertilizer. Yeah, whatever, we got to run around it. Maybe yeah, we'll hit it's, one. Look, it's insulation, chicken fing, uh, feathers. Okay, ready, Carl? End down. of the line, boys. It's, you do not collect $200. Oh. Oh. Now, there's you. no fear of the gun. No fear of the gun. Ooh. Wow. Fucking broke his neck. His, that uh, hurt his jaw. Jaw. Where are the Boston 
cupcake. The Boston. The Boston. The Celtics. Uh, Where Celtics. are the Boston? What else from Boston? If my plans work, those guys are fucked. Where are well, those I Boston college? Forfeit. Without Boston University here, the game yeah. is over. That's yeah, where it, where's BU? Boston University. Oh, man, this is worse than at the end of uh, Lethal Weapon. Look at him, like, neat. Ow! Now, listen, as actors, they really had to hang upside down. I know, and get, like, hit by bats. And the blood is rushing to their head. Sure. Now, here's the well, time you when you'd say, this is not fair. Okay, look, bad guy, um, police chief whose commissioner's breathing down his neck has just shown up, and he's arresting these hoodlums. Listen, both those actors are, are have Morningwood right now. I don't know how to tell you, Carl. You can tell from the white pants. So, on the one hand, they are hanging upside down, being beaten up, and and being saved by cops. On the other hand, what a what a set! Yeah, and now they have uh, to get to the ring, right? This is yeah. not even the third act. This is just like the second act. We got to get no, to the no, no. This oh, we get to the third. This is the race that gets. You see, they had like darkest hour just now and then like yeah. usually the hero gets educated and he sees a new way and he rushes into act three but this time the cops just showed up and he goes oh we lost already they're gonna forfeit and he goes not yet get in my car it's like now the commissioner's on their side and we found out that they've been behind the scenes watching lord percy to arrest Whoa. him and this is the day of the big sting Oh, really? Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I know things are working out, but I don't think he's really a big thing. He was so big in this. Uh... Oh, in the 80s, he was used everywhere. He's ubiquitous. That's how big he was. He was everywhere. <laughs> EO, EO. Ladies and gentlemen, next on the title card. How does it go? Like, undercard? Oh, finally, here he is. Sergeant Ready. Slaughter, Act 3. And who does he play? Does he play Lieutenant uh, Genocide? or No, no he he's... plays himself. And he's getting recognized. We have a celebrity in the crowd. He looks like Storming Norman. I don't, why was he against the Iraq War? He was like, he probably like, I'm oh, not well, sports you know, It's just a fake thing on TV, a show, a fun, right. it's reality, it's like pretend reality TV. So therefore, you know, What's going to really get him? Oh, my God, the fucking balls on that guy. It's like an Andy Kaufman move. I'll wrestle any woman anytime. <laughs> like, shocking. How dare you, you asshole? Yeah. Right, any woman. The bad guys. Oh, they're bad no babes. No woman is stronger than a man. No woman is stronger than a man. That's the way God wanted it. Oh, Boo. I will take, I will wrestle any woman, anytime. I'm from Hollywood. Yeah, that's right. You got smug. You, it, you, I bet you guys are poor. I'm from Hollywood. Yeah, oh, that was great. <laughs>